Warning, this podcast is full of random back spasm noises from co-host Will Robson. You may hear him periodically go, ooh, that's not him getting off randomly. That's his back really hurting. You have been warned. Enjoy. <laughs> yes, enjoy. Heads and welcome to another edition of Spider-Man, the animated series podcast. We're back. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and lighter, and all-around friendly neighborhood guy. It's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Mr. Delicate. Hello, everybody. I have an injury. As everyone heard at the top of this episode, you have an injury. Yes, yes, I pulled my back really badly and I can't move much, so you may hear some noises. I may sound like a, a spooky ghost from like the 1920s, as my wife calls it. I go, ooh, like that. And that's just the way it's going to be. So. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to this episode. Um, yeah, listen, after the credits roll, we always have, I don't think a lot of listeners stick around because whenever an episode, they hear the like music, mm. they turn off the episode and they go to the next one. But everyone listening that doesn't know, in every single one of our episodes, mostly every single one, especially over the last year, there is a post-credits, not on pod, recorded session between me and my brother where we always have a chat before oh, yeah. we I think it's the, we go one of the it. best bits of the show, really. It's fun, yeah. So I don't, I don't listen to our show, but I listen to – I re-listen to the scenarios and then I skip the ending for the tidbits every now and then because that's what my wife wants so to hear. We're going to call it the tidbits. Okay. Um, but, yes – if anybody is interested, you can check it out after the music rolls at the end of this episode. You'll hear how Will heard his back, along with loads of other episodes. There's loads of funny stuff that we chat about, and we're just talking shit. So check that out. Also, Batman the Animated Series podcast. If you guys aren't listening yet, we're doing another podcast on Batman the Animated Series. We've had a great time. We've done a bunch of episodes recently, which is why we've not done an episode here for a while. You're probably listening to both. But if you're not, go check out that other podcast. We just interviewed the voice of Robin, Matt Valencia, Tim Drake Robin from that show recently along with some really funny reviews and all sorts of other stuff. And those also have post-credit sequences you can listen to after mm. the credits roll. So go check it out, guys. Batman the Animated Series Podcast or Batman TAS Podcast on uh, all social medias. Go check it out. All right, buddy. As always, we'll kick it off with the art life. How's it going for you? Currently drawing Joker backups for the man who stopped laughing. And, yeah, it's been really fun. I mean... The nice thing about these stories is they're kind of elseworldy, so I have full liberty to draw characters the way I want to, which is just the best you could ask for in the comic book world. So, like, for instance, the panel that I had to draw yesterday, it was like, they just said, it's a who's who of Batman villains. Feel free to draw anybody you like. If you've been dying to draw somebody, go for it. So I actually spent a whole work day just working on that panel because it was just like, the best it was like i get to draw the who am i gonna put in this panel like i was like ah. I, dude i i know you spend all day and obviously that's you know for your work that's a lot to spend on one panel but fuck me was it worth it man it looked so good i mean it's got your style in there front and center but it's got influence from the animated series it's got a bit of batman 89 peppered in there a little capullo it's just got such a mix of all the things that you love but you still make it your own and i looked at it last night and I was like, 
this is like one of my favorite things you've ever done. Like, I, think I would, my, I want too. that, I want that framed. Like, I want that <laughs> panel framed in my house. Like, seriously, I love it. it can I can't wait, happen. can't wait to see it colored. I think it's going to look great. Yeah, I got the colors in for the backups I did in issue six, and they were done by this company called Hi Fi Color. And it's some of the best my work's ever looked to the point where I was looking at it, I was like, that's, I drew this. This is actually good, though. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, the colorist. Who's the shout out to the colorist? It's um, a company called Hi Fi Color that they do a bunch of tutorial books. If you want to learn how to color comics, buy Hi Fi Color books. That's how I learned how to color. They're just uh, a good company. And it's it's weird. Like I don't know much about them, but it's like it's just like a guy's company that you can hire to color books. So it's not just like one person. It's like a team of like ten people doing it to get it done quick. You know? Right? Yeah. No, I loved it. I think they they look they make your art just look at, on next level. Good. Yeah, they do. So yeah, go check out the books when they come out. You don't know when they're being released, do you? I think issue six of Man Who Stopped Laughing is out soon because I had to get that issue done very quickly and i'm done with issue seven in two weeks so it should will be on the shelves soon relatively soon all right the book it's the book itself is on the shelf so right okay cool well that's really exciting uh and then you're also working on kickstarter stuff big time yes uh filming my kickstarter video i've been doing all the graphic design for it you know like the floating comics and stuff like that Uh, all the pledge levels i've the whole campaign is written ready to go i'm just waiting for uh one cover to be finished by a special guest a past guest on this show i think a past guest on this show indeed yes yeah so that would be cool. Yes, I'm literally just waiting for that cover, and then I can just finalize everything, send it off to Kickstarter for approval, and then launch March 1st. So I'm I'm really excited. Yep, for everyone that doesn't listen to Batman the Animated Series podcast, again, available on all podcast platforms, we've been talking a lot about Will's Kickstarter over there. So for maybe the listeners that don't know what you're doing, because you haven't talked about it on this podcast yet, why don't you give us a little elevator pitch, a little rundown on what this book is about? Okay, so the book is called Outbreaks, which is an ongoing zombie anthology comic in the style of Black Mirror meets The Walking Dead. So like Black Mirror is a bunch of short stories that are all connected via technology. Uh, I nearly said Dino Zombies there, which is my first ever comic. Weird. (laughs) Outbreaks is, is the same as that, except connected via zombies. So there's lots of fun short story tales all connected under the same banner. My brother here has written a few stories that we would like to do down the line. Uh, I've written a bunch of stories and it's going to be great. So like the first issue is it's featuring two stories. One is called Rotten Luck, which is about two guys that are locked in the drunk tank at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse with zombies on the other side of their jail cell door. And they've got to figure out how to bust out of jail or be left for dead. Like, could you imagine being in that scenario? Yeah. And but then up- they, again, what I love is that even if you do figure out how to bust out of jail, you're then um, amongst zombies and it's yeah. like what well, it's not like oh that hard part is over now it's like well yeah we're safe in this jail cell but in a couple of days we're gonna die because we're gonna starve or you know die of dehydration or whatever so we've got to mm-hmm. get out but then when you do get out you're in the middle of a fucking zombie horde so yeah, cool it's, love it's, it uh, yeah one of the first stories i ever wrote i'm very proud of it. it's like yeah, it's not nothing groundbreaking, but it's just a fun story. It's a dark comedy. There's lots of fun to be had in it. And it's drawn by an amazing artist called Monica McCagney. I really love her work. I think it's amazing. Um, 
and it's colored by a guy called Cyril Vincent, who I've known for ages. Do you remember when I used to, before I broke into Marvel and DC, I had that Star-Lord print that was in the style of the first Star Wars movie? I do, yeah. That was when, a great print, man. Yeah, uh, he colored that. So it's so oh, nice cool. so nice to reconnect with him all these years later. We've done a bunch of random little things together. Um, yeah, so, okay, you've got Rotten Luck, and what else you got? Uh, the next story is called Dead Eye Dick, which is about a World War II veteran who gets the first ever experimental eye transplant and starts to gain amazing abilities, such as uh, no longer requiring sleep, no longer requiring any food or sustenance of any kind. He has unlimited stamina. You know, it's just incredible because he's had this eye put into his head. But things go from good to bad when he starts finding that the eye in his head is beginning to rot and he starts to crave for human flesh. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. And it's a very film noir type, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a very Sin City film noir. It's like Multi-Splanca. But yeah. it's also like a superhero story. It's kind of like Daredevil meets the Maltese Falcon, I would say. Mm, that's fun. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, so everybody go check that out. On March 1st, Will will be launching his Kickstarter. Where can they find it, Will? You can go to speechcomics.com. Uh, that's our landing page where you'll see like a much better explanation of what I just said all laid out. And you can also sign up to our newsletter where you'll receive the first five pages for free to read as a little sort of preview of the book. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the campaign itself, I've done loads of variant covers. I did this really fun, uh, Tom McFarlane homage cover that I thought turned out pretty good of a zombie peeking its head through the bars, trying to bite one of the main characters, which is a reference to Spider-Man like issue, I don't know, three something where the lizard is attacking Spider-Man up close. So that's a really fun one. And then I'm also doing blank variant sketch covers so if anybody's been waiting to get a commission from me which i know a lot of people have uh this is your chance to get it because uh, this is where i'll be drawing uh stuff cool my dream is to release three issues of the, the main book a year so that that's one story parts one to three along with an annual comic which i thought would be really fun like an outbreaks annual so nice. that's when that's when i do like a holiday special where it's a bunch of like you know christmas and hanukkah stories and stuff and like you don't that. ever see a story of christmas or a holidays taking place in the zombie apocalypse do mm. you yeah, they we always um, skip that shit. Like when we just watched The Last of Us, yeah, the, yeah. well, not just, but episode three, which has blown the whole world open now. Yep. Uh, it's a masterpiece, such a good episode. They're together for like 16 years, right? Um, and I was like, you're in a secure location. You know you're pretty much safe. You're safer than most people out in this apocalypse. Have a little Christmas, right? Like, mm. Give us a little Christmas scene. There was nothing like that. And I thought that would be fun if, yeah, to see that in the zombie apocalypse. Someone being like, it's Christmas and we're going to have a good that's, time. Well, that's that's the story. That's the one of the main stories I have written down for that holiday special. And it's about a parent trying to give their kid the best Christmas possible in the zombie apocalypse. So they go out, they try and get a tree during the zombie apocalypse. This is awesome, man. You and all this stuff. This? Yeah. I love this. Yeah, so that's one of the stories. And I know, I, I you know, I, all these things have a clever title. I can't remember what it was. It's, like, it a, maybe... it's like a scavenger hunt, but for friggin' yeah. Christmas in the yeah. zombie apocalypse. I love it. Silent Bite or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. That's amazing! Um, that, is that what it's called? I love I this! So. This is the first time I've ever heard this. I love this. Well, originally it was a bit darker where the kid had been bitten by a zombie and the, the parent wanted to give them 
one final good Christmas. But then I was like, that's too sad. I'd rather it just, just having like, a kid being like, I, but they were born in the apocalypse. So they've never experienced a Christmas. Exactly. And the parents like, oh, I'm going to give this to you. Right. Exactly. Now. I'm going to show you what Christmas is. Yeah. Like seeing seen it in like books in an abandoned library and be like, mom, mom, what's this? And like, who's yeah. Santa Claus? Like something like that. Be wicked. I love that. Yeah, no, trust me. That's, that's all them. Um, and then, yeah, I, so I made a schedule outlining like if this book is successful, these are the stories that I want to Silent do. bite. That's brilliant, man. I love that. <laughs> really excited for this. Everybody go check this out. March 1st, support him, give whatever you can. And if you can't give any money, just sharing it and Absolutely. telling other people about that is a huge payout. In fact, it's almost just as good because other people get to see it and it will get to grow. And if more people gets in front of the better. So absolutely. And, and the thing is, it's like, this isn't a asking for charity i'm selling a product so yeah if you buy something you know as a pledge you will receive you know a physical or digital media from it so that's pretty cool sweet all right buddy well that's cool should we do something else that's cool which is yeah. a kingpin and smy scenario yeah we'll have to get into the comfy old slippers oh god <laughs> <laughs> Another important operation, Smythe. You will do as you are told. My name is Alistair Smythe. It seems the new Alistair is just as disappointing as the old. A crime lord known as the Kingpin. As you should know, Smythe, in spite of my size, I have the agility of a cat. It is time for me to cut my losses and make a change. Right. This week's Kingpin is my scenario has been written in by listener Jerry Hawthorne. Jerry has said, Alex, I've seen some of your TikToks recently, and I thought it'd be really funny if Kingpin and Smythe started trending on TikTok for a dance that they created and suddenly became internet sensations and then... Then there was internet celebrities. I mean, he kind of like goes on, but like they're basically internet sensations. And like, how do they handle that internet fame that happens so suddenly to a lot of people where it's like suddenly they've got a million followers, like from a couple of videos. Okay. Um, so, so, so I've got this amazing new app. It's called uh, TikTok. 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 Yes. Yes. Uh, what, what is that? Some sort of mullet website or something no sir i don't even know how that relates to mullets but anyway uh listen we're Neither going to <laughs> it's been a while smith let me hang on let me get into it i'm a kingpin of crime and i'm i uh, i hate people but i love smite i do and little kinky piggy and uh crime yes okay i'm ready okay sir tiktok here we go so what we're gonna do is you and me have to stand in front of this get this phone stand here. do we uh Float and <laughs> <laughs> that's what we could call it. The I'll dance. stand there, Smythe. Sir, let's do the float. It's a dance move that I've the been float. developing. Yeah, so you sit Smythe, down. You know, that's what high school bullies used to call me the float. Oh. <laughs> I refuse to do this float, Smythe. No, sir, own it, own it, make it your own, make it something new, All make right. it something positive. All right, body positivity, sir. Here we go. Okay, well, it's going to be called the float. Basically, what you do is you're going to put your butt in the chair. You're going to lift your legs up so they're not touching the floor. I can't do that. <laughs> I haven't lifted my legs since 96, mate. Okay, it's a stool, sir. You're not on a chair. There's no backrest. It's just a stool. Right. And you're going to you're gonna swivel around in the chair like you're All right. 
Yeah, you see what? I, and this is called this is called the float. Do the float. I'm doing the float, Smythe. Welcome to Kingpins and Smythe's TikTok. We're going to do the float. Floaty, floaty, floaty. Ooh, float. I'm doing the float. Smythe, <laughs> <laughs> ah, I pulled my bag. Oh, sir. I'm, sorry. You oh, okay? Turn the camera off. Turn the camera off. Get me a chair, that's Smythe. So I probably shouldn't have posted that live. We were recording live. Sorry, I should have probably pre-recorded that. But I did my dressing gown, Smythe, and I <laughs> lifted my legs in the air. They might have seen your kingpins. Okay, so... Well, this is an OnlyFans now, I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sir, I don't believe it. Look at this. It's trending. Already, we're at 30,000 views. It's already mm. been on for 10 seconds. Sir, 50, 60, 100,000 views. Sir, calm down, Spy. Calm down. Now, do, is there any way we can make any money off of this, man? Yes, sir. We can, we can actually, we can monetize as, the, as, as everyone goes. Monetize? Yes, mon- money's kind of in that word. Mm. Yes, your new favorite word, isn't it? Monetize. <laughs> can I monetize you, Spy? Um, you can only monetize this ass. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, suddenly, like, they're at a million views, people are sharing it all over the world. It's on like the news. People, well, are, all the kids are doing the float, all the kids are doing the float, and they're all pulling the back at the end of it. Ah, oh, my back. That's part of the dance, yeah. putting their legs in the air. Yeah, Spice, sure. I, I feel like they're laughing at us, mate. Sir, does it really matter? Look how much money we've just made in a single evening of one video. That's more than any crime I've ever experienced. Uh, yeah, we're... Right, get the camera up. We're doing a sequel <laughs> to the float. What's... The moat. What's the moat? Uh, you're going to lay on the floor and I'm going to be a drawbridge that slowly falls on you. Hold <laughs> the moat, Smythe. Okay, sir. Here I... I've got those shoes like Michael Jackson where I could lean down. Ready? So, so, okay, so I'm laying flat. I, yeah, I can't I'm, move uh, now. Look. Whoa, look at me, kids. I'm leaning in. I'm doing the moat. <laughs> and the floorboards rip up. Ah, <laughs> ah, oh, my back. <laughs> <laughs> my back as well. Smile. <laughs> Another 30 million hits. Get Just the Oh, God. Uh, sir, I can't believe it. That's even bigger than the last one. We made so much money. I think, I think, sir, that we we are now internet celebrities. Well, we might as well give up all this criminal enterprise then and just keep making content together as a couple and live our lives comfortably. But, sir, I mean, I can't even feel my back, and it can't take any more. <laughs> you can really feel it before, man. <laughs> I just, I, I think we're gonna give this life up. I don't think we're hip enough for the for the TikTokers. But we're making so much money. <laughs> but my back, sir. Your back, sir. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yes. We're not even having my sex back can only take. Well, that's because somebody let themselves go ever since they became an internet celebrity. I'm not naming who, but it rhymes with mice. I think it rhymes with dingling. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I put on a few pants, by Ping, pinkin. <laughs> pinkin. All right, yeah, I think they're just going to go back to the... Let's go back to the life of crime, sir. It's just, I can't, I'm not hip enough. I'm not cool enough. I miss my lab. I miss my, my books and my, my studies. My Prometheum X. I miss it all. I miss crime, Schmeiss. I miss the, the look on someone's face when they realize they're missing all their valuables, and it was me. 
Yes, I, yeah, okay. I'm and deleting- my back is fucking killing me. So. <laughs> right. I'm deleting TikTok, sir. I can't do this anymore. Yeah, we'll but- do it together. Ready? Ready. One. Your finger is so large, sir. I can't even see mine anymore. I can't even. I, I don't have a phone. Smartphone smiler. <laughs> When I try and unlock it, it just it all my face doesn't even fit in the FaceTime. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, speaking of face not fitting, there's a part of this episode today where his face is the entire screen. I took a picture. I can't wait to show you. It's fucking hilarious. All right. Well, yeah. I think they go back to the life of crime and leave their TikTok life behind them. And every now and then they'll be like on the street and someone be like, aren't you the guys that invented? And it's like, no, no, no. That's somebody else. No, move on. Get out of no. here. Riff, riff. No, I wouldn't mind trying this new dance called the goat. Smile. <laughs> What's the we'll goat? It, we'll do it privately later on. <laughs> it's because you're the goat, sir. That's right. I'm the greatest of all time. It's another dance called the human tripod. I can't wait to show you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Figure it out, sir. The oh, human no, I did. I just wanted you to say it. Oh, right. right. Okay. It's like a baby holding an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's all. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Can you imagine if my stick was that big? It was just hanging out of the hover cart, like in the back. Oh, just like just smacking, waf- wafting as he goes on, <laughs> smacking the floor sometimes. Oh, like, oh, oh god. Oh, oh. You're not acting anymore. This is your back. My back's back. <laughs> God. All right, and that's Kingpin and Smythe become oh. TikTok sensations. <laughs> <You're back. laughs> did, did the float a bit too hard, sir? Did the float too hard, sir? Did me too hard, too? All right. Uh, so if you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now, as it helps us wall crawl up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. Be sure to tell a friend about the pod as well, as that's the fastest way to grow a podcast. Also, please go follow us on social media at Spider-Man TAS pod, except for on Instagram because they deleted us. And frankly, fuck them. I'm not going to start a new one. So Twitter, Facebook, that's why? where we are. That's, that's fucking nuts, That's why. why. And on our socials, you'll find our Linktree account or in the description of this episode, which includes a tip jar where you can leave us a tip. Podcasts cost money and have become even harder to monetize these days. And as we are poorer than Peter Parker himself, any amount of money you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials. Stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere on the internet at Robson Inc. That's Robson I-N-K. Yeah, goddamn right. All right, bit of news before we review this episode today. First, uh, we are recording this pre-Super Bowl, so we haven't seen any of the ads. So if this comes out, which will probably be on Wednesday, and people are only talking about the Flash trailer or this trailer and this trailer. Right. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl this year? I am. So, yeah, again, we haven't watched these trailers I'm sure we'll talk about it on one of these podcasts at some point, probably the Batman one, because there's going to be a lot of DC stuff coming out. Um, Maybe this one, depending on what we see. Okay, so there are a few things I want to talk to you about, though. 65, that movie with Adam Driver, which is 
uh, I assume 65 because it means 65 million. Oh, 65. Oh, yeah, yeah. The him versus dinosaur movie. The poster has just been uh, revealed and it's him in front of a waterfall and behind the waterfall is a shadowy figure of a T-Rex. And it hey. looks awesome. Buddy, I'm, I'm really excited for this movie. I, yeah, I just hope it's a good movie, right? It could easily be a shitty movie, but it just seems like a video. It seems like Torok, you know? It does, yeah. It just seems like someone went, you know what? I'm sick of Jurassic Park being the only fucking franchise that does dinosaurs. We need something exactly. else. And it looks great. So I'm really pumped for that. Uh, I really hope it's good. Speaking of Jurassic Park, Steven Spielberg has recently been interviewed and he was asked about film franchises or films in general that he turned down. Did you know that Spielberg was offered the first Harry Potter film and he heavily considered taking it and starting the franchise, which was tempting to him because he got to create, obviously, the Mm. look and feel of the entire franchise in that world. But he ultimately, as we know, turned it down. The reason he turned it down was due to not wanting to be abroad for six months or possibly even more and being away from his family. He had just had kids with his wife and he wanted to be there for that, which is fair. So fair, yeah. But can you imagine what Spielberg's Potter would have looked like? Like That would have been amazing. And that movie came out, what, 99, 98? No, I thought it came out early 2000s. Or did it come out in 2000? I think it came out in 2001. Or 2000. I'd look it up. Let's have a look. Yeah, uh, I know I know. it was shot in the 90s, though. It was definitely shot in the 90s. 2001 is when it came out. Okay, yeah. so he's coming off hot off the press of Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. and Yeah. What else did that motherfucker make in the late 90s? I don't know, but John Williams still would have done the music. We know that Catch for sure. Catch Me If sure. You Can, or was that... Awesome? Catch Me Maybe. Um, but yeah, John Williams still would have done the music, which would have been great. Yeah. And it would have been the same fucking thing. Uh, okay, let's go to early 2000s Spielberg. Um, he would have rocked. God, he's directed Potter. way more than I thought. Why yeah. am I looking? Why is it? Why does it start on IMDb with producer? Like, I don't look up Steven Spielberg <laughs> to see his producing <laughs> credits. I want his fucking directing credits. I don't know. Why would you do that? There's hundreds of them. Okay. Uh, Hook, Schindler's List, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park 2, 1997. Right. Armistad, Saving Private Ryan, uh, 98. Uh, AI, The Artificial Intelligence, came out in 2001. So he was already doing a movie. That so he made AI. that shitty movie instead. He made that shitty movie instead of making Harry Potter. And then now, the next... Is that the one with Robin Williams? Uh, no, that's the one with um, the kid from The Sixth Sense, Hedy Joel Osment. Yeah, and I thought those Law. were the same movies. No, no, that's bicentennial. That's bicentennial oh, yes. man. Uh, he likes, and then at the end, he like is an old man, but he's like become fully a robot or something like that. Yeah, it, yeah, he's a robot. But I haven't seen it since it came out, but like I, I remember that little scene. It was one of it. those touching movies that Ron Williams did in the early nineties. Sure. I've been watching a bunch of nineties. Me and my wife now have a thing where we just watch random movies from the nineties. Don't know why. Right. It's just become a bonding thing that like we do and watch. And we've discovered a lot of amazing movies this way. And basically, anything that has Matt Damon in, we'll watch because it's usually like a good. Like Matt Damon was on fire in the nineties. Yeah, Great was... dramas, like really good, like piece like really interesting pieces famously we're talking about turning down stuff famously turned down uh the offer from james cameron for avatar because he said i'll give you uh 10 of the box office if you sign on to be jake sully and only take a pay of i think it was like uh 
less than a million or maybe it was just over a million oh my and god matt damon's like nah i'm not gonna do that and then he's like fuck <laughs> yeah that's I, crazy he said in interviews he's like i would have been i could have retired right there wow that's crazy yeah but anyway just to wrap this up quickly what i was saying a bunch of movies from the 90s and i've i've started to see a lot of more dramas that robin williams was in and i'm starting to really appreciate him as a dramatic actor like he's pretty incredible we watched this one movie called awakenings have you ever heard of it no, I've not seen that one. It was a lovely movie wig. And I'm just, we're just on this big 90s kick and experiencing a lot of dope shit. So anybody go on Netflix, search 90s movie and have a blast. Anyway, going back yes, to... That was a huge tangent. I'm sorry. Huge tangent. I'm sure it'll be cut down. Watch Rounders as well. Splash the pot. Uh, yeah, I did. I watched that recently as well. Very good. None of this is going to be in the edit, by the way. All right. So... Why? Why? No, <laughs> no, leave it in. <laughs> Some of it will. Put it at the end then. Um, so Steven Spielberg, yeah, Harry Potter. No, I'm not, I'm refusing that you can't cut it out. No, it's going to need to know about the movie Awakenings. It's amazing. It'll be in there. Shut the fuck up. So yes, it will. So Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yes. Okay. By the way, going back to the edit one more time. Yeah. You don't even listen to these episodes. So you'll never know. (laughs) You don't listen to the news. So you have no idea. No, I'll I'll listen to this one specifically. Oh, glad you give us some listens. Okay. So. Steven Spielberg, yeah? Steven Spielberg's Harry Potter. I was wondering, because he used so many of the same actors, who would he have cast? Who would have been... Well, yeah, a lot. He'd used fucking Tom Hanks all the bloody time. He uses Harrison Ford, Tom Cruise. He's used Jack Nicholson. Like, he's used loads of people um, a few times, or at least in one of his big movies, like, these people have been in them. Like, Minority Port, Tom Cruise. So... I wrote down some names of who I thought would be funny to play certain roles in Harry Potter. So Harrison Ford, yeah, obviously Indiana Jones and loads of other things that Spielberg has has used him for, like produced uh, films for Harrison Ford. I thought Harrison Ford as Dumbledore would have been jokes. Hey, first year students, welcome to Hogwarts. (laughs) You're going to get sorted into a house now. We're going to play some glitch. I've got an earring on. <laughs> I'm a cool guy. Uh, so, yeah, there's Harrison Ford as Dumbledore, the most More like exciting. Dumbledore snore, am I right? <laughs> most exciting headmaster of Hogwarts, played by Harrison Ford. Um, I was thinking about this for a while, but I really think this would actually be quite funny and work. Tom Cruise as Snape. It's terrible. I, th- I think. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost insulting. And Tom Cruise's snake. Uh, here's a great one: Jack Nicholson as Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> How great would have early two, th- like late nineties, early Harry Potter, <laughs> Avada Kedavra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that would have been good. I don't have a nose from all the cocaine I've been. <laughs> Uh, it's not magic, baby. It's the drugs. <laughs> it's magic powder. <laughs> <laughs> Learning it in potions class. Magic. He was in the L.A. Lakers, who I love. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thanks. Nice little fact. That I love it. That's true. <laughs> but you just um, said magic. Do you know the guy's full name? Magic Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Um, you were like, Mr. Magic. Mr. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Magic, man. So Shia LaBeouf or LaBeouf is Harry uh, Potter because he was uh, young then. He would have definitely been Harry Potter. And you do well, a they show. They would have got English people. 
I don't know. I, you do it, uh, Shia. Do I? You've done it before. Like the Transformers was like, oh, wait, wait. Like he's like doing like, oh. I have no recollection of doing a Shia. LaBeouf You've done that. You've done that. I couldn't yeah. even think about doing one. <laughs> well, he, he's like, I'm the, I'm the chosen one. I'm the, yeah, I'm the chosen one. Yeah, the scar, I, scar on my head. Yeah. Don't have. I don't have that. He's just like kind of a jumpy. Like I'm on a lot of Ridlin, like right. especially as a kid. And then I've got Tom Hanks as Hagrid. <laughs> well, Tom Hanks can play anything. He's a national treasure. Yeah. So he's just like, why'd you go over there, Harry? And I'll take care of my dog Fang over here, and we'll have a nice tea or something later. Mm, I could see him being more the the guy, Professor Quirrell, really, because he would lean more into the Polar Express weirdness, wouldn't he? Yes, he would. Actually, yeah, he would. Uh, and then this is my favorite. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum. All right. <laughs> As the voice of Dobby, the house elf. House elves. Sock given to me. Uh, given to, to, to me. And then I'm free. <laughs> Bravo, very, very good, very good. Uh, and then I don't, finally, do, I don't do a very good Goldblum. And finally, uh, Leo, who was not like child but young as a Malfoy of some kind. I can see Leonardo DiCaprio definitely is Leo, like a fucking Leonardo DiCaprio would be dating one of the children that. <laughs> Very good. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, And then our final bit of news is Spider-Man, the animated series, related, actually. So, buddy, you know the X-Men cartoon from the 90s. Everybody loved it. Never heard of it. Um, Well, I think you already know this, uh, but for those that don't, this happened a while back. It was greenlit for a final series, which concludes the show. It's coming to Disney Plus this year, this fall. So that's the old news. The hot and fresh news, hot and fresh, is that Spider-Man, the animated series, obviously has crossed over into the X-Men world, or X-Men has crossed over into Spidey. So a fan of Spider-Man, the animated series, tweeted Len Wein, who's one of the series uh, lead writers of the show. He tweeted and suggested an episode that featured the return of Christopher Daniel Barnes' Spider-Man, and Len Wein replied with, that's a great idea. Now, we know we're not getting another Spider-Man the Animated Series because we talked to John Semper. We know that the series I've ended. i Marvel so many fucking times. I know. It's just kind of has a bit of a I've black list on chief, it. Two different editor-in-chiefs at Marvel in my time being there being like, I want to make this with John Semper Jr. Yeah, I know. Um, it's got a, Well, as we know, we we spoke to to Mr. Semper and he he's all for it but he just he doesn't have high hopes because of just the way things were left with that show unfortunately however the fact that we might still get to see our Spider-Man come back in another show would be pretty fucking cool it would be how cool would it be to see Christopher Daniel Barnes Spider-Man return in that show I'd love amazing that. absolutely amazing amazing you say well, speaking. But of, did you say he's like out in the woods shooting rifles or something? What? <laughs> out in the woods shooting rifles. That's all he does in his life. Uh, yes, he's a hard man to reach um, via social media because he doesn't have any. He deleted most of his social media. He only has an Instagram, and he's rarely on it ever. And he rarely posts, and he doesn't really go out in the public eye. He's a man that likes to, you know live a simple life and doesn't want to to be in the limelight anymore which is totally cool and respectable yeah so if he comes back that would be amazing i'd love to see that that would be that would be great 
That would be, yeah, for fans of the show, that would just be fantastic. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, speaking of this show, shall we review this episode? Let's do it. How do you know about stuff like this? Hey, what do I look like? The tick? My spider sense is going bonkers. I'm not sure I understand it all myself, but here's what I know. Are you ready? Go for it! You're here amongst friends. What's that in your hand? It's some kind of recording device, I think. They can't believe this. How could they get it so wrong? Now there's nowhere Spider-Man can run. At last, he'll get what he deserves. Thanks, Aunt May. I needed that. This is something you have trouble remembering? Hey, I hear that kind of thing two, three times a week. Face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. Okay, this episode is titled Six Forgotten Warriors. Came out on September 19th, 1997. It was directed by Bob Richardson, written by John Semper, starring Christopher Daniel Barnes as Spider-Man and Peter Parker, Ed Asner as J. Jonah Jameson, Rodney Salisbury as Robbie Robertson, Sarah Ballantyne as Mary Jane. I'm going to have to take a breath because there's a lot of people in this episode. <gasps> Julie Bennett as Art May, Michelle Barrett as Anna Watson, Rachel Davies as Agent X, Roy Detroit as Keen Marlowe, Jack Angel as Nick Fury. Mira Furlone as Silver Sable, David Warner as Herbert Landon, Roscoe Lee Brown as the Kingpin, Alan Johnson as Adrian Toomes and the Vulture, Jim Cummings as the Shocker and Mr. Lentz, Efren Zimbalist Jr., Dr. Octopus, Don Stark, Rhino, and Richard Mole as the Scorpion. Lots of people in mm. this here episode. Uh, some fun facts before we get into our review. Roy Detrice, who plays Keen Marlowe, which is Uncle Ben's best friend and the guy that comes back into Peter Parker's life, is also known as King Barla in Hellboy 2. He's played King Barla in Hellboy 2. He played Leopold Mozart in Amadeus. Uh, he's Alfred's. He's the voice of Alfred's cousin Frederick in the Batman the okay. Animated Series uh, episode. That's one I do know, yeah. The Lion and the Unicorn. He played Zeus in the live-action '90s Hercules series. Uh, he was the narrator in Winnie the Pooh shorts throughout the '90s and other Disney shorts as well, like Mickey Mouse shorts. And he has read all of the Game of Thrones audiobooks. So he's the voice of all of the. I thought, you just like, of I thought that was just like, a, and I've read all of them. <laughs> well, obviously the ones that have been written, it's still. And sadly, he passed away in 2017 at the age of 94. So he wow. had a big old life and he was in loads of other stuff that I didn't recognize, but he had a healthy and brilliant career. A really Our long grandmother life. will be 94 next year. I know. Isn't that crazy? This is the first time that Keen Marlowe appears outside of the comics. In the comics, Marlowe is known as the hero, the destroyer, and one of the first superheroes ever created by Stan Lee. So I thought that was cool. Interesting. This is the first appearance of Silver Sable and her wild pack outside of the comics. What do you think of her wild pack, by the way? They're like costumes were like, it's very similar to what McFarlane was doing. I think they obviously took reference from it because Silver Sable was in a a run of uh, his books. I thought I recognized her and that was uh, from McFarlane's run. Also the wild pack, like their outfits, they look like ripoff of Deathstrike's outfit. Did you see those things? Maybe you're a wild pack. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised you're singing with your back. You look so scrunched up. Yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, you can tell, right? My shoulders yeah. are like up here. Yeah, they are. I look like uh, who's that character in the Adams Family with the bald head? Oh, Uncle Fester. That's a new. It'll be a new TikTok sensation. Uncle Festering. Do, do the start. Uncle Fester. <laughs> Step one. Pull your back. Uh, 
This episode features the first time Richard and Mary Parker, Peter Parker's parents, are seen or mentioned outside of the comics. So I thought that was interesting. This episode had a lot of firsts, clearly, out from outside the comics. And as we know, John Semper always pulled from comics, so that's why they're in this. This episode is based on The Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, Annual Number 5, when Peter Parker finds out about his parents, Richard and May Parker, and was told by Aunt May that his parents were American operatives who were killed in a plane crash and were accused of being traitors. Which Hey Arnold took as Hey Arnold's parents. Yes, they I took... If, I don't know if they were operatives, but they died in a plane crash, but I kind of remember them being operatives. Maybe they were. Maybe that, yeah. And obviously the writers of that show must have been big Spider-Man fans. Mm. Plus this plot line is used in the Amazing Spider-Man two movie yes yes it felt very much like that and it yeah. gave me a bit of the ick to be honest it did yeah but that's that's such that shouldn't be you know it's from the comics as well it's not like it was made up in this show or the movies so to continue on the amazing spider-man annual number five peter gets a ride to algeria from reed richards mr fantastic so not russia algeria in the comics mr fantastic takes peter there on a two-man gyro cruiser developed by tony stark (laughs) so that's how he gets to algeria in the comics and then finally the insidious six reforming with a new member to replace a fallen member is based on the amazing spider-man volume number one number three three four but uh, the Sinister Six reformed with the Hobgoblin replacing Craven the Hunter. So that's pretty cool. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, let's get into this review. What did you think of this episode? I thought it was, it was uh, funny. <laughs> I thought it was oh, I I some a lot. really funny stuff. Yeah, me too. Uh, it was packed full of story, wasn't it? It was a bit too much. It, it definitely had a lot. Like, I it's mean, like having a chocolate cake where it's like super rich. And you're like, I'd like chocolate cake, but... This, this is, is too much chocolate. <laughs> I mean, I, I still felt like it flowed pretty well, like as a story. I was yeah, never no bored. Stopping that, no stopping that episode. No. I mean, you've got the Insidious Six in there. You've got S.H.I.E.L.D. You've got Peter Parker's parents' backstory. You've got World War II Marvel history. There's loads in there. Spies, all sorts of stuff. I did like the spy thriller feel of this episode, especially in Moscow, but like the laser guns and all the sci-fi stealth ships, they just ruin it for me. Yeah, you know? I do like the plethora of Spider-Man looking through a window shots that there are. If I could have any animation cells from the show... I want just all the ones with, from this episode where Spider-Man's looking through a window. Because and spying on like people? That would be really funny to have like on your wall, just like seven <laughs> different shots of Spider-Man <laughs> looking through a window, looking through events, like all this stuff. <laughs> what, I, what I found really funny as well is that like, so Peter's in the house and he goes upstairs, changes into Spider-Man, crawls outside the house to listen to Aunt May and Keen talk. And I'm like, dude, just stand at the top of the stairs and listen to their conversation. <laughs> yeah. And you're, he's so in plain sight, just hanging upside down in that window. I'm like, they could definitely yeah, see like you. Like this, like in one fourth of the window. Leaning yeah, down. like his head and shoulders are in the shot. I'm like, you and anyone driving by, they're like, isn't that Spider-Man <laughs> just outside that person's house? I feel like people would be like, yeah, he lives there. He comes out of the house. <laughs> <all> the <time." laughs> if you know his neighbors are like, is Peter Parker a Spider-Man? Yeah, know we know. This. Yeah, we see. He doesn't even day. know that I'm, Keeping a secret on lockdown, that motherfucker. I, you know what? It's in my back pocket. If I ever need any money, I always buy that money. <laughs> <laughs> or become a TikTok sensation. That's right. Um, so the opening scene with the taxi transforming into a stealth ship was pretty poorly animated. It went from like taxi and then it was like a, a reformed shape and then it was the stealth ship in like also, three frames. His reaction to it was pretty underwhelming. He was like, oh, let's see what happens here. 
Yeah. Like, buddy, a taxi just turned into a spaceship. Sh- and took you up You're going to a to bigger... Yeah, you're to a bigger station in the sky. I was getting all excited seeing S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury, and then the mission target was May Parker, and I laughed. I know, like, it's cool. Yeah, but, but like, that's a... I really liked that because... That I, I liked it too. That is what would be on the cover of the comic book. And, so, like, it would be like, you know... Nick Fury, like, standing there, like, talking with speech bubbles on the cover, and in the background on the computer screen is a picture of Aunt May being like, she's the most dangerous woman in the world. Yes. If I saw that, I'd be like, "Mm, I gotta pick that up. (laughs) It's true, yeah. It's clickbait, right? It's old-school clickbait. Marvel, Stanley was a master at, like, comic book clickbait. And DC, you know what? Props to DC. Like, their old Superman books being like, oh, Superman's a big fat guy now. How did that happen? (laughs) I'm like, well, I gotta know. (laughs) Can I unchange my life like he does too? (laughs) He starts as Superman. (laughs) I I did as well. (laughs) My mammy told me I was. (laughs) She's dead, Junior. Move on. (laughs) Why am I laughing at that? Okay, so, (laughs) so... what the whole Aunt May thing, even though it made me laugh, I did like it. But I did wonder where did they get that picture of Aunt May? Because she was in front of her house with the for sale yeah. sign, and so that's recent because we know that she's selling a house mm. in this episode. Well, that I was, just means they sent some intel off to get the most recent photo of her because that's who you're tracking down, which makes sense. Which makes sense. And I thought, yeah, maybe they went to like a local house listings magazine or whatever and like looked for houses listing the area and saw. But why is she in the picture? Like, whenever you're listing a house. Why are you? Why are you, like I comes with an old lady? <laughs> we'll throw her in for free if you buy this fucking house. She's only got a few years left. Just let her live it out in there. <laughs> Ozark. That's what happens in that show. Yeah. Um, so uh, Aunt Anna got all the sass still. Like she just throws it at yeah. MJ whenever they're alone. She bites her tongue when Peter's around, but the moment Peter leaves the room, she's like that fucking piece of shit. Yeah, oh, he's thinking about himself, huh? Yeah, she still hates him. They're married, and she still hates him. Like, he's well, given her a good life. Spoiler alert, he's married to a big blob of water. But Isn't that crazy? Every time I, I think about it all the time. Yeah. The I'm like, you are a water lady! I know, she's like, uh, she's like uh, Tiger, if you could go to Moscow and figure out, like, you know, clear your parents' name, you should do that. And he's like, I love you. And I'm like, that's a she's big... She's like, I will love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big ball of water. Uh, I forgot how jarring um, Langdon's half-muted face is. Like, you just see... The turn reveal you're talking about? The turn reveal, and he's talking to Kingpin, and, like, I stopped listening to him because I was just looking at his face. Like, you know Austin Powers when he's like, mole, bloody great big molly molly. I was just looking at him, and I was like, God, you're an ugly cunt. Like, Jesus. God, you're an ugly cunt. Oh, dear. Uh, he can't even wear a shoe, bud. His foot is so giant and mutated with, like, claws coming out of it. He can't now, even wear a shoe. Is it a stranger if he wanks with his monster hand? <laughs> but is his dick in half with, like, half mutated? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because it's oh. right down. It's the whole way, it's the whole body. He's got, it's like, two, half mutated dick. as well? Oh. No, because two faces, only it's his face and his hand. It's not his whole body. Right. Because the explosion hit his face and his hand. Yeah. Is that how, why his hair's still intact? Because he was like maybe blocking his hair with his hand or something? 
Maybe, yeah, maybe that's why. But yeah, just hideous, hideous human being. I was like, Kingpin, you could have done so much better than this. And I love when Kingpin goes, nothing is impregnable to the Kingpin. Yeah. And I was was just laughing. Yeah, I was thinking what Smythe would say to that. Like, uh, I could tell you one thing that's impregnable, baby. (laughs) This ass. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of like that type of stuff, who's the fucking jaunty Englishman that definitely went through his old dusty Rolodex and went back fucking 40 years and was like, ah, oh, yes. Ah, oh, let's see. <laughs> Not May. Oh, that was a fine piece of ass. <laughs> I'm going to go tap that shit because he shows up out of nowhere. And it seems like he's like, he says to Peter Parker, he's like, run along for a walk. Me and May have some <laughs> he, he shows up to the door. Like it was a fucking 30 year old booty call. Like, he and our, like, our mate was like, he was your uncle Ben's best friend. I was like, his best friend or your best friend, May. Yeah. What's going on there, baby? <laughs> exactly. I, I'm your true father, Peter. <laughs> and Aunt May is your true mother. Um, We're going to make a little sibling for you. So run along now. <laughs> Uh, when the po- when the vulture pops out of the ground, right? Kingpin's he comes out of one of Kingpin's tubes, and I thought the Kingpin must have planned this whole reveal to Landon because he's like, "I'm going to employ the Sinister Six, and he's got like a reel of the Sinister Six that someone must have edited for him mm-hmm. on his computer, mm-hmm. and then he's I like, "I it myself, right?" And then Landon's like, "But that only makes five. And Kingpin was probably like, "I got him. This is exactly the setup." He's like, "Well, say hello to the vulture," and he just pops out of the ground, yeah. and I'm like, "How long has he been waiting there for?" Also, vulture. <laughs> makes a joke at one point that i don't understand why he said it he's he's like flying oh is it because he flies i just got the joke he said i love a dog fight is that what yeah. he says yeah yeah i love a dog fight i was like why why do you like that yeah because he yeah. flies yeah aerial battle a terrible joke yeah i thought vulture's hair looked a lot like yours when you put a lot of product in it did you i took a picture <laughs> of it if you can't remember oh, yeah? you're looking it's like when you like perm it up or yeah. when you the day you were getting the day before your wedding when you went and got the haircut mm-hmm. and there's that picture of you with like your hair all poofed up i thought that was very much your style of hair yes yeah. i mean you know what i mean i don't have a party in the back like he does but yeah. no yeah but i thought that was very you it's true. um Vulture replacing Mysterio makes sense as he was buried in the caves with that robot lady in that episode. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense why he's no longer in the show. It's crazy. He never comes back. That's it. End of Mysterio. Bye-bye. Sad. Yeah, I don't know if he's Weird dead or not. It was a cool episode. Never. It was a cool episode, yeah. Oh, oh God. Aunt May has a problem. Oh. <laughs> Aunt May has a proper meltdown over the passports, by the way. Like when she see, yeah. she yeah. freaks out, man. She like fucking storms out. She's like, put those things away. She's like screaming. I was even like, even if you show their pictures on the inside, it was just two passports. It could have been his and Mary Jane's, <laughs> and she would have spilled some major beans. What's crazy to me about this episode is I checked as well at the eight minute mark. We see Spider-Man for the first time in a twenty minute episode. So almost fifty percent of the way through, what peeking through with them. Yeah, peeking through a window. And, like, I didn't miss him that much because I was enjoying, like, the setup. But I thought it was crazy that we didn't get Spider-Man until, you know, almost 10 minutes into the episode. Mm. So I enjoyed Spider-Man sneaking around the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. I thought that was fun, where he's like, they yeah. haven't changed their ducks, their viaducts. Yeah, you think they would have put some cameras in there or some laser, motion lasers or something. Yeah. That was probably a sign to somebody, right, Nick? It's like, like, make sure this goes in. Some guy's like, yeah, I'll do that. Never did it. it. (laughs) Yeah, he quit the next day. Same guy that was playing Space Invaders in the 
the helicarrier in the movies in avengers yeah i always liked that that always made me laugh just someone like because it just reminds me of like me being like when i it's what you would do if you were employed with shield when i worked at i did the editing job for for sky um and i remember just like being so bored some days that i just wanted to play like tetris and i remember my boss walking in and me having to be like i'm not playing tetris right now so I mean, I was so I was known in my old marketing and advertising jobs as being a guy that watched YouTube a lot because after so yeah, many, you used to message me all the time. Like, like half of you go to work was just you watching fucking YouTube. <laughs> it was, yeah. And all the people that I know now that are, like are now friends, but my old uh, work colleagues, they all like knew I did that. So obviously the bosses must have known as well. But yeah, I mean, there's only so many sales emails and stuff that yeah, you can no, do. And, and then you're stuck in the office and you're like, well, I can't leave. So fuck it. I'll stick this on. I mean, I used to make up that I would go to meetings and then I would go, <laughs> I would go to the cinema and I'd watch, I watched so many movies between the years 2015 and 2016. I saw like 10 or 15 movies. Oh, in you were the making cinema, bank as well. And I was getting paid as an ad man in London. <laughs> And I was just like, I'll go see Finding Dory. Why not? <laughs> yeah, went to go see Finding Dory. I went to see X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, there's so many movies I went That's to go see. A little wig out in the world. I went to go see Avengers uh, Age of Ultron. We went to go. It was the second time I went to go see it because mm-hmm. you and I saw that to begin with. Um, all right, back to the episode. So I liked the Insidious Six attacking the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. I thought that was fun. Like them attacking Spider-Man, breaking it all up. I would love to see that in a Marvel movie, like the Sinister Six attacking S.H.I.E.L.D. and like Spider-Man trying to stop them on the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. I thought that was a really cool place to have Mm. that whole fight sequence. Uh, I loved Langdon, Langdon, Langdon. Yeah, I keep on saying London, but it's Langdon. Herbert langdon uh i loved how langdon said like oh this will only take me 30 seconds to decipher and kingpin clenches his fist and he's like do it in 10 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like really 20 seconds yeah. that matters such a such a baller there's a weird cut scene yeah i wanted to talk to you about this so i mentioned earlier there's a weird cut scene of dr octopus has spider-man in his tentacles and they cut to like spider-man they cut to dr octopus's face and then they cut to kingpin and his entire face is on my screen but look how big it's the entire <laughs> screen that's his face of him just grinning with his I, I, i'm gonna send that to you sometimes because it's just such a funny kingpin face i love it so much it's great love peter playing to jj's hatred of spider-man to get a free trip to russia so that was really clever of him um, i thought it was jokes like just being like i can't afford this shit uh, yeah. i love that robbie was like yeah, I should go too. Right? Yeah, Spider-Man's a menace. I, and I was like, what are you up to, dude? Which brings me to my next point. Oh, I, you, uh, please tell me it's it's on the airplane. It's on the airplane. Okay, it's so... The funniest thing, I, I think, maybe one of the top funniest things I've seen in this show. And my wife was watching it with me, and we were both cracking up and thinking of him doing more of this. <laughs> so, okay, well, let me t- explain the point first. So, to our listeners, Robbie and Peter are on the plane to Russia. Peter asks Robbie, do you know any Russian? Robbie, like, it's like, yeah, some, I get by, like, I know enough. And then he asks him another question, and Robbie obviously doesn't want to answer. So he abruptly turns in his chair to face the window of the plane, like the he window. Says, we seat. should get some sleep. Yeah, and he goes, I need to get some sleep. And he grabs a pillow, and instead of putting the pillow between his head and the chair, he puts it up against his ear on the other side of his head and and just holds it there and, like... And then leans I, his head onto the bare chair. So it's pillow... His head in the middle and then chair. Like his head is a sandwich, 
between a pillow and a plane trip. <laughs> it makes it makes no like, sense at all. Like, was Peter like, do you forget how to, a pillow works, buddy? Like, what was, are you doing? What, do you think they did that because he's like trying to block out the light or something like that? That's the only thing. Or the sound, like Peter's yeah. talking. But then, you know, later on, he's like, oh, we should get some sleep. I just pictured him going into his hotel room <laughs> and just going under the bed. <laughs> like, <laughs> being like, good night, Peter, and just crawling under the bed. <laughs> He's in a car and he's like, we should get some sleep. Just rolls the window down, hangs his head out the window. We should get some sleep. Just immediately goes on a five mile jog. <laughs> it's so weird. And like when, if he does fall asleep, his hand is going to drop. So the pillow is going to drop down. So even if he does fall asleep, there's no point of having the pillow there. It's so funny. Oh God. So towards the end of this episode, Spider-Man trails Robbie to an old Russian man's house and listens to their conversation before Silver Silver Sable, Silver Sable, blows up the wall and kidnaps Lintz, the old Russian man. Spidey and Robbie are unconscious and Sable's crew wearing wannabe Deathstroke outfits set a timer on an explosive. And that is the end of the episode. It comes up to be Mm. continued and we'll have to wait until next time to find out what happens. Um, Not a bad start. Are we getting into Nazi electro territory? We are getting into, yes, yeah, we are. We're getting into Captain America. We're getting into mm. all of that. Because World, uh, yeah, yeah. World War II has been mentioned. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't remember these episodes because I haven't seen them in a very long time. So that guy. Yeah, that, I think I've actually only seen these episodes once over this whole season. Yeah. So that guy that they're trailing, the Wolfgang on the newspaper, the World War II guy that everyone recognizes, he's connected to Red Skull. I remember that. The, these episodes are really bringing me back to when I saw them. When it was it was two thousand and nine, and I had a PlayStation Three, and somebody <laughs> had uploaded all of Spider Man the Animated Series onto YouTube. Yes, and since you could use the internet on, I, I don't know if there was a YouTube app or it was just the internet on the PlayStation Three. I was watching. I watched over a weekend the whole entire animated series, but I just have the taste in my mouth of Panda Express, of General Chow's chicken and pork fried rice and, <laughs> and an egg roll, and just a, a full-on 30 rack of Pepsis. That sounds like the best weekend ever, man. And, and I had that, and then my other meal was ordering out like a giant Papa John's pizza. So that's all I ate and drank a whole weekend. Both of my flatmates were away seeing their family. This is because, you know, we, we didn't have the access to our family because they were living in England and we were in America. So maybe it was like Thanksgiving weekend or something like that, and I just yeah. watched the whole thing by myself and every time i watch these episodes now my i actually salivate because my brain's thinking about <laughs> that's a fat guy thing but oh god that's amazing um all right let's get into the center thwip of this episode this is a joke right this is not a joke hey hey i got first amendment rights we just amended them wait a minute it looks like i was mistaken isn't this the story of my life? So, you don't like names, huh? Well, that's too bad, frog face. Because to me, you're nothing but a two-bit, no-account, second-rate, sewer-breath baboon with the brain of a pigeon and the face of an eel. Stop it! So, for anyone that doesn't know, this show had a lot of censorship that it had to abide by. Like, no punching. No use of the words kill, death, or die. No shooting bullets, no blood, no breaking glass, no use of the words radioactive or other variations, no children in peril, no foul language, and our personal favourite, no harming pigeons. That's right. 
So no pigeons were harmed in this episode. I will say Good. that. Pro Luckily, pro pitch. But uh, two things I noticed. Peter talks to Armay about her selling the house at the beginning, and he refers to it as his home that he grew up in after his parents died. Doesn't say like after his parents were gone, after I lost my parents. He says died. And mm. then later on, Keen says uh, after your parents died when mentioning the plane crash. Do you think it's because it's so past tense that it's all right? Do you think they're talking about it like you can't see like kill death or die like i i've you know spider-man just died you know like that or like maybe yeah maybe yeah because like i remember with norman osborn when he was suspected to being dead and like kingpin and all these other people were like basically taking over oscorp they they didn't say uh now that norman osborn is dead they said something else like uh now he's missing or presumed yeah but i feel like it's it's all listed there right but it's not like it's always going to be enforced no i know but i'm still pointing it out because i haven't of course you don't you don't really hear the word died on this show ever yeah um so i found it interesting but yeah maybe it's because it's his parents and it's so past tense that it's like okay we can put that in there because yeah i mean they mentioned the plane crash which i thought was um interesting because that's specifically how they died like maybe they just say they died then you could fill in the gaps and it's not like they're like and they're still alive no they're dead as they're dead they're dead dead yeah all right bud well let's get into our friendly neighborhood quiz game can i have a jingle my back hurts a little bit (laughs) it's a friendly neighborhood quiz (laughs) <laughs> you went in and out there you know in ace ventura where he like opens and closed the uh the porch door and he's like oh, oh I, it's because we're on, oh. it's because we're uh on uh zoom and it like cuts out audio when it gets too loud yeah it does but anyway that would be quite funny friendly neighborhood quiz game all right this is the game where i ask my brother questions about the episode we just watched to make sure he's paying attention uh, i've only got three questions for you today bud if you get all three right um you get a pat on the back a soft pat on the back oh thank you <laughs> okay if you get them all wrong then i'm gonna punch you in the back my next wife time. smacked me on the ass today and i was in agony <laughs> she's like oh my god i'm so sorry she's like i just couldn't resist that booty we smack each other's bottoms all the time okay question one. very pro bottom smacking <laughs> pro pitch and pro bottom smacking <laughs> um question one name all the members of the new insidious six team Rhino, yeah, Doctor Octopus, yeah, Shocker, yeah, uh, Vulture, yes, uh, Scorpion, uh huh, and who am I missing? Missing one. Oh, who's missing? They literally. That's their mission in this episode. Chameleon? Yes. They free the chameleon in this episode. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. Question two. What are Peter's parents accused of being before they died? Russian spies. Correct. And question three. What weapon was Peter's parents looking for on the last mission they ever went on? A doomsday device that would destroy the United States of America. And word for word, verbatim what I have written down. Well done, buddy. Three out of three, you got Those are a lot easier than the ones we do on Batman the Animated Series podcast. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's because you watch that show so many times that you're like, (laughs) what color was Riddler's 
like gloves. Second shoe. <laughs> like, second shoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I like to make those a little tougher. Uh, this one, I mean, there were so many things that I could have put in the quiz, but I wanted to just talk about them. Like all of the funny lines. Like I was going to say, how many seconds uh, did Landon say he could disarm it? And how many seconds did Kingpin demand? 30. He did it? Yeah. Uh, 20 and then. No. 10. Yeah, 30. 30 and 10, yeah. Um, but anyway. You know what I noticed randomly in this episode? Half the episode, Peter Parker's eyes were green, and then the other half, they were brown. Really? Oh, I didn't notice that. I noticed some close-ups of his green eyes, and I was yeah, like, oh, I've never seen his green eyes before. That's why I said, I was like, oh, he has green eyes? Yeah. And the close-ups later on, he had brown eyes. So I was like, yeah, he has brown eyes. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, all right, buddy, last category of the day. What are you doing with your life? I'm currently drinking a very delicious beer. <laughs> what else are you doing? Not a sponsor, but it is uh, Hazy H-E-L-L-E-S by Brewdog. All right, what else are you doing? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening Still re-watching to? The Walking Dead, and I forgot how good the show was at, at one point. Right. I'm, so I'm at you the Alexandria like... season, and they're trying to move uh, a horde of uh, you know 300,000 zombies away from their town. And shit goes awry. And it's just such a good show. And there's so much drama and characters doing certain things, like all playing off each other. Like I've just been through all the cannibal stuff and uh, meeting Gabriel, the the priest and all this. It's really good, bud. Like I, I know feel, it's good. I've I, seen I know, it. but we all judge, like we judge the walking dead and we judge game of Thrones on what they eventually become. Mm. And I think I'm starting to learn that maybe that's not the best thing to do because it's like saying like, oh, you know, it's like judging the Beatles on Paul McCartney's career in the 2000s. Like, yeah, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, when when it was good, it was really fucking good. Hell yeah. Um, and that's why um, it's why there's so many episodes, right? And so many seasons because it was exactly. just consistently good. And I went from a season finale, I think the season finale of season five or something where Rick's like, about to get kicked out of Alexandria and then like all these zombies break into Alexandria. Uh, Morgan's back for the first time. He's been gone for like four seasons. Uh, this guy murders somebody and like, it's all this dramatic stuff that I'm like, Oh my God. Like me and my wife are like, Oh my God, Glenn's been shot in the shoulder. Like, oh my God. like freaking out. And then I was like, Oh, uh, let's watch the new last of us. I switched that. I was like, Oh no. I was like, I shouldn't be watching the best parts of the walking dead and switching to the last of us because I am worried about this show now. Right. I haven't seen the new episode. So oh, you haven't seen the new episode. No, I haven't had okay. a chance. We haven't had a chance to yet. Um, I'm just, but, uh, I'll say one thing. I'm happy that certain characters are involved in this episode that have been missing, but overall it's just a bit dreary this this like the thing it's, is, it's, is that it, the last episode i haven't seen the latest one last episode last, was boring as shit the last episode i compared it to that movie the road and i feel like yes. it's going in that direction it's very very earnest very dark very grim and i know the apocalypse can be that but like there's got to be a sense of like fantasy and sci-fi about it these oh. are fucking creatures that are like fungally infected and mutating like that's I know they're trying to, to make a drama so out of, seriously. They're yes. trying to go like Christopher Nolan serious with it. 
Well, I wouldn't say that, but the, the, the key thing they're missing is is action. Like the game is based off of you know it's based off a video game where you're fighting people constantly, you're fighting zombies constantly. There's plenty of stuff to do. You're solving puzzles, and like there's so much stuff that can be translated. And yes, you know this is no spoiler, but in the new episode they do a bit more of that. So I'm happy to see that. But I don't know. Like I guess I'm being sport right now, watching The Walking Dead, where like you get to see zombies get absolutely all the time. All the time. Yeah. So the, uh, me and my wife are constantly shouting at the screen, oh, get wrecked! Because, like, <laughs> zombies get, like, their skin ripped off, like, their heads blown off. Like, people get, like, their eyes ripped out and shit. Like, I love it. It's, like, what I love from the genre. It's, like, the good balance of drama and gore. Yeah. Um, where The Last of Us has kind of forgotten what the show is. It's it's about people surviving in a zombie apocalypse. And now, I loved episode three. and you Episode said, three is a masterpiece. Yeah, and, and you is, said they, very they peaked. They might have peaked to that episode, but is what you said. You know what I watched yesterday? I watched uh, the episode of The Walking Dead when Morgan um, meets the guy in the middle of the woods that trains him to use the kendo stick. Oh, yeah, very Samurai Jack feel. And I was, and I was like, this is The Walking Dead's version of that episode. Right, because if you rewatch it, it's really powerful because he finds Morgan and he put he puts him randomly. He has he has a jail cell in his cabin, and Morgan's like, "Kill me, or I'm going to kill you, motherfucker." And he's, he basically teaches him like not to kill and why he doesn't do it. This episode is about this guy who's a forensic uh, psychologist. It's like I my career used to be uh, interviewing serial killers and murders and, and figuring out their motives. And like you said, a lot of people are just damaged people that end up doing these crazy things like they're just normal and they have a bad day and i think that's what's going on with you and it's slowly revealed that this guy's used to interview he's like i've only met one truly evil person in my life and he goes on to say it was this serial killer that um he i used to interview and he hated me and he escaped from prison solely to murder my wife and my children which he did and the moment he finished murdering my wife and children, he turned himself in and he went right back to prison. And it, it's like it was like a shocking revelation. Like, that's fucking crazy. To wow. and someone's motive is just that. He's like, so the reason I have a jail cell in my cabin is because I was going to kidnap him and I was going to watch him starve to death. For wow. And it's revealed later on as the guy's dying. He's like, I did it because you find the grave of the guy that killed his family. Right. So Morgan looks at him like, so you did do it. He's like, yeah. I, he's like, I, I found the guy. It wasn't easy. It was easy. They used to let him like uh, plant all these flowers along this highway. So I just found the right time, found the right people doing security, rolled right up, picked him up, took him to my cabin. And it took 48 days for him to starve to death. And I watched him the whole entire time. And do you know what I felt after that? Absolutely nothing. Wow. I'm here to tell you, like, you don't need to kill. You don't need to do any of this stuff. Like, it's not worth it. I was like, this is powerful fucking stuff. Like, it was such a good episode. And I was like, this is The Walking Dead's version of that really powerful episode three. Um, And I know it's coming when, like, I'm really close to Negan coming when it's all going to go down fucking hill. Yeah, I'm really hoping that watching it from not waiting a week-to-week scope, that it's going to be more enjoyable. Uh, we'll see because I'm I'm going to see it all the way through because I've never finished the series. I start watching right after the the Whisperer season, but there's there's a really amazing little stories that I've completely forgotten that were in the show, uh, and I recommend anybody go back and rewatch The Walking Dead. It's a really good fucking show. 
Yeah, I mean, so talking about that episode, um, which is very powerful stuff, and then talking about The Last of Us, episode three, which is obviously super powerful and has um, awoken the world to wanting to watch it because they've heard so many good things about this particular right. episode. And it deserves all the praise. It does. But I wonder if that has set a tone to the show. Now, granted, they didn't make the rest of the episodes after that episode, but I'm wondering when they made episode three, if they were like this, like if they knew they're like, we've stumbled into well, something amazing here. Shall we like, you know, the way they styled the show and the no, pace. You're wrong. Okay. Um, I, I listened to, there's a podcast. Thanks for saying that so bluntly. But sorry. <laughs> um, I didn't mean it sounds so blunt. There is a podcast out with Troy Baker, the voice of uh, Joel from the games. Very famous voice actor. He played the Joker in the... Arkham. Yeah, he does the best Mark Hamill Joker next yep. to Mark Hamill, yeah. Um, and he's played Batman as well, one of the rare people that's done both. Yes. Um, he does a podcast with the, both the creators of the show. And it's basically, you know, like the Talking Dead they used to do? Yes. It's essentially that, but it's much better because it's just three guys talking about... So tell me about the process of you making these episodes. Is it called The Three of Us? No. They should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I listened to the episode where they talked about episode three and they were like the point of each episode is like this whole show, the theme is loss and how people deal like with loss. Um, and there was nothing like, wow, we made this amazing thing. We keep going because you don't know that what the reception's ever going to be from people right. ever. You're just making a, a program. Um, I think that it was clearly a filler episode, but it just happened to be the best filler episode of all time. Like, I mean, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Not just yeah, TV. It's it it's very brilliant. moving and powerful. Um, yeah. It brought me to tears several times. Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah. Uh, anybody anybody talks about there's uh, there's something Nick Offerman says at the end of it about he's like about purpose in his life and he's like you are you were that purpose so yeah what do I have to live for I get choked up even talking about that because yeah it's so moving yeah and it's um, so well said it's just said yeah. the best way possible but that's the like now like we're with these like the 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 new like characters that they've expanded on from the games where because in the games you don't just fight zombies you fight you know other survivors that have factions and stuff like that and they've like added more details to them that i just don't care about and like they've added a lot more details to stuff in the game that i don't care about and and i just think that they're forgetting that this is a story about a guy going through the zombie apocalypse to make sure that this girl gets to a place where he could potentially find a cure for the zombie apocalypse, which is kind of what was in The Walking Dead as well, with Eugene and all that stuff. But sure. that's what the show should be. And I just think they're forgetting. Like, it's even like, it's as simple as like, okay, you have these big scenes with zombies, right? And that's great. I, you know, I'm not going to complain. The opening scene of the, the show is it the opening scene from the game. It's amazing. But I love just occasionally a one-off, one-on-one with a zombie or two, right? Like you, that's what's missing from the show is as they're walking and doing uh, exposition, or zombie pops out, or they're just establishing a relationship between Joel and Ellie. Just have them kill a fucking zombie. Like, yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It would be nice to, as you've said, and I <laughs> still get a laugh out of my girlfriend. I would like some zombies in my zombie show, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're enjoying The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm watching, well, I just finished because we plowed, plowed, this is going to be funny. We plowed through Clarkson's Farm season mm, I'm two. Gonna put, I'm going to go watch that when we're done with this. Oh, so good. I just love it. I mean, uh, even people that aren't fans of Jeremy Clarkson 
can appreciate this show because he's not his typical self. Um, he's yeah, my a, wife was like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. And then, but she loves Clarkson's farm. It's, it's just such a, it's such a like beautifully composed little show that just mm. like, it's like a comfy armchair, you know, you can just like settle in and it's just nice. It's easy watching, but there's still stakes to it. And what I find oh, yeah. absolutely fascinating is just learning about British agriculture and farming and just how difficult it is. And weather and all that stuff. Weather and this new season um, is all about post-Brexit and how it's affected farmers and, yeah, how you can go up against town councils, all sorts of things, and it is absolutely incredible and really just, again, like you're seeing loads of different things you don't know about that goes into these people's livelihoods that essentially put food on our tables every day. You know what I mean? You work in the food industry, so yeah, must be a new layer of fascination for you. Absolutely. So Clarkson Farm, uh, my girlfriend and I, we binged it in like 24 hours. Well, uh, so every time I hear Clarkson Farm, I just go, I'm sitting over here on the Clarkson Farm. Every time I was like, they should have made that like the theme of the show. (laughs) I'm sitting over here on the Clarkson Farm. Ain't never done no man no harm. Um, well, anyway, <laughs> well, I listen to you talk about the walking dead for 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, so Clarkson's farm is, I'm trying good. to convince you to start rewatching the walking dead. I tried watching my partner. She wasn't that interested. Yeah, you, have, you have time where you can watch stuff by yourself. Yeah. I'm, well, you know what I'm watching by myself? What I'm really enjoying still on the samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. Yeah. Fucking loving samurai Jack. Watch out. Just got through half of season four. Now, there are a few episodes that I did not know existed. And I was like, this is the first time I'm ever seeing these that I can remember. I've probably seen them before, but I had no recollection of ever seeing them. Those episodes were... So you know how the first season... uh, No, sorry. The first few episodes of season four, it's Jack breaking into the pyramid with like that like smooth talking like um gangster yeah. guy who's just like why are you all trying to dress like a ninja you can just come in and he's got that briefcase that does all the cool shit um he's a is redhead this, is, yeah redhead guy with like a fedora on and a suit he looks really yes cool. yes 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 oh yeah, my yeah. god you just unlocked something in my brain <laughs> oh, so that and jack is a black ninja and that like dressed all mm. in black um then there's the the actual black ninja episode where jack goes white ninja that's fucking amazing um then there's the episode that's kind of like um he's in a giant robot suit kind of like power rangers or like godzilla he's facing giant robot it's got a bit of a matrix feel to it the show is the king of vibe and mise-en-scene yes. like it's just beautiful it's it's art it is just art so all those great episodes yeah and then i came across a couple episodes that i'm like what is this i've never seen these episodes before did i not have them on my dvd collection back in like 2005 so the first one is um an ode to star wars complete ode star wars a new hope where this like alien species has to escape their planet and they crash land on earth and aku imprisons them and jack dresses up as one of aku's minions and he's going to kill the minions but then he hears this story from these aliens and he goes to rescue them and break them out of this um center now there's some major star wars vibes in this first of all when they see jack in the outfit they're like aren't you a little short for aku's minions and he's like oh no the outfit and he takes it off stormtrooper reference uh their ship the alien ship is the ship that princess leia is escaping in in the first scene of mm-hmm. episode four and there's so the many mi- other things the micro penis ship 
the microvenous ship yeah uh, the little fucking bullet vibrator <laughs> so yeah they um i've never seen that before and i was like this is total star wars vibes this is crazy so there's that one there's one where jack fights aku one-on-one and they make a deal where aku's just like okay no sword and jack's like fine no sword okay you can't bring any of your minions you can't transform into anything else I don't remember that no magic and they fight in this like greek coliseum like broken coliseum area but it was fucking awesome they have like a full-on wrestling match and fight and they're doing all this like matrix kung fu it was really cool and then aku obviously tricks him yeah and but jack knew he was going to do that so he plants fake swords all over the coliseum and aku like sends his minions and they're all bringing him swords and they're all fake and then jack just walks over to this dirt patch swipes his foot across the floor and then there's this zoom in on the sword and music like swells and aku's just like you tricked me and he's like that's right aku and he takes out the sword i'm like this is amazing so cool i love it uh and then the final one is the Scottish guys in another episode, he's on a boat and then this waiter comes up to him and he's like, would you like another drink? And he looks up and it's a guy that looks just like Samurai Jack. And he's just like, I'm not going to do the Scottish accent in this case, but he's like, you're Samurai Jack. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And it's I a, don't remember this either. It's a two parter episode, two parts. I was like, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. And he ends up, finding out that jack was tricked by his name is like my name's phil phil lamar (laughs) i think it was something like that Uh, and he was voiced by phil lamar too and he goes on this incredible journey with like jack who can't remember anything and he jack can't fight he can't do anything he's just like this like guy from california he sounds just like a surfer and he finds out that jack was um like brainwashed by sea sirens and all of these all of these pirates go into this cave even new Jack is tr- again, like hypnotized by this, but the Scottish guy is not. He's like, that's the most rubbish thing I've ever heard. You should hear my wife sing. She's beautiful. She sounds like a bird on a crisp morning. And it's just like, so funny when he goes in there and all these sirens are like singing. They're like, how are you not being tricked? And he's like, you sound like someone scraping my ears on a chalkboard. It's just really, really good. Um, never seen that either. I was like, what are these episodes? It oh, sounds great. Yeah. I highly well, recommend said, them. Potential future podcasts for us to do. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm about to finish season four and then go into the final season, which I've only seen once. So I cannot wait to watch that. All right, buddy. Is there anything you want to add before we jet off? Please go to speechcomics.com, sign up for my newsletter where you'll receive the first five pages for free of my new book, Outbreaks, which is coming to Kickstarter March 1st. Fucking right. Go check that shit out. <laughs> right. Give us money so we can make books. <laughs> yeah. If you like the sound of these books and these premises, then yeah, please support us. Yeah, if you us. like us talking, imagine what we could do if we were writing it all down. <laughs> and if you don't like us talking, support us anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, don't yes. we have a, a, a donation thing? No, yeah, the tip, the tip jar. All right, the I, tip jar, bud. I always plug the tip jar on the socials, but I'll plug it again. Plug it again. If you guys want to give us any donations of any kind, as I said before, podcasts are really hard to monetize these days. The bar of listenership has gone up exponentially so you can't make a bit of money off like ten thousand listeners and stuff it has to be like even more now it's crazy um which is why there are only a few podcasts out there where people do this 
for a living. The rest of them, everyone else is doing it because they're passionate about it and That's they right. just want to do it. So we, this is we don't make any money off of doing this. This is we don't, just nope. two buddies sitting down making time on a weekend to chat to each other. Exactly. And you know what? We're we're happy to do that. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing it otherwise. But they still cost money. Podcasts, I have to pay for the the host website where the podcast lives. I have to pay for that every month. Uh, You have to pay for all sorts of things. I have to pay for a Zoom membership so my brother and I can record on Zoom and have a crisp, clear signal so you can get the best sound quality possible. Yeah, go back and listen to episode one where he's recording me through his speakers Speakers. on his fucking computer. That was, yeah, that's old school. And then we used to record on Skype, and even the sound quality was nowhere near as good as it is now. So, yeah, again, that's... So, you know what? Fuck you! Give us money! (laughs) (laughs) So, monthly subscriptions come in, and they can add up. So, yeah, podcasts do cost money, and again, if you can't donate, that's okay. We love you guys for listening to us, and if you can... If you can share the podcast around, just, hey, man, just like your donations, yeah? If they can't donate, share the podcast around. The more our listeners grow, the more people that come and listen. I'd rather more listeners because the more listeners we have, then we can start talking to other advertisers and start promoting. So in all fairness, we could start doing the classic ads like, ah, my teeth are feeling very fresh today, buddy. Why is that, buddy? Hello, fresh. I'm (laughs) using, yeah, whatever. You know what I've been playing a lot of, buddy? Rage Shadow Legends. <laughs> oh, it's a great show. Game. <laughs> yeah, that's the. We're going to be great advertisers, as you can hear. <laughs> yeah. A couple but, of takes on those, I think. So, yeah, if you guys can, uh, if you can support the show, that's fantastic. The link to the tip jar is in this episode or on our socials. You can check it out there. But if you can't support us, if you can't throw us any money, what you can do is take literally like 30 seconds to go online and share this podcast with your friends on your socials or give us a five-star rating and review because that helps us go up in the charts so those types of things mean the world to us and it literally will take you 30 seconds so if you like this podcast if you've been listening to us for five years thank you so much if you can help us even more that'd be great it's time to pay (laughs) it's like you've been in a restaurant you've been there for a really long time it's like a buffet and finally the waiters have come over and said, your order is over. Your check is on the table. <laughs> uh, Otherwise, we're going to quit. Yeah, we're, we're not, it. though. We're not. No, this but... is a ransom now. <laughs> holding the podcast hostage. That's it. If, I, if, if, if a single fucking pound does not come into their account in the next 10 days... Uh, we're deleting everything. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> He's got a gun to the podcast head. I do. All right, that concludes it for this week. Uh, again, go check out Will's socials at Robson Inc. Go check out his Kickstarter for speech comics, which you can find on March 1st. All of his links will be on his socials or his website. So go check that out. You can find us on the socials at Spider-Man TAS Pod. Find me at Chef Alex Robson. Go support us. Go listen to our other podcast at batman tas pod on socials or the batman the animated series podcast you can type into any podcast platform and you'll find it right then and there that's all the time we got for this week join us next time where we'll continue talking all things spider-man the animated series until then i've been alex robson i've been will robson and remember with a great podcast comes great recordability goodbye Noodles. take care of your back Spider-Man, 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 Sp
having a wiggy beer. Oh, what beer is it? It's a Indian pale ale from Brewdog. Oh, which type? Do you know? Uh, it's I, I for Christmas I got one of those like experimental micro batches from somebody of like a bunch of different not on the stand brew dogs. So oh, cool. Mm, that looks good. I want one. It's very delicious. Well, that's what we're going to do for Valentine's. I'm going to make. Um, oh, shit, I haven't done anything for Valentine's. When is oh, it? Shit, Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, I'm working. It's <laughs> gonna have to wait. Oh god. <laughs> You're back, uh, you're back bothering you? Just a bit. Go on then, what happened? Uh, well, I was yesterday I went to film the Kickstarter video for my Kickstarter. You know, I went out and I got a haircut, which I haven't done in a year. So I went from caveman to... Uh, Slave it, man? <laughs> I went from, no, I went from caveman to, ooh, young man. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's bad. Um, I was talking Slave Man is in like, you know, like BDSM. That's why I'm just throwing yeah, that out there. Well, you, well, you would. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So continue, Slave Man. Um, and so I was all like haircut. I put on my favorite jacket, you know, the one, the, the brown moleskin that I can only wear. Oh, yeah. If my dog's not around, if it's not raining. I hate having a specialty jacket that's like, <laughs> it's like a Goldilocks jacket. It just has to be just right, <laughs> the conditions. Do you wake up and look out the window and you're like, it's one of those jacket days? I did. When I went to go get my haircut, I put it on, I walked around and oh, it's like, it's like, gives me so much confidence, that jacket. I feel amazing in it. It feels good. <laughs> I love it. I like it. I, didn't I tried on over Christmas and you were like doesn't suit you and I was like I think it does but he just doesn't want me to get a jacket like no that. I think a blue version would suit you because but I don't think that or maybe light... like a red like a star lordy type red yeah it's because since I have you know ginger hair and, and brown eyes a, a brown jacket goes really well with my complexion but you I think you I, I can't see you in like a brown leather jacket. I've had loads of brown, dark brown leather jackets or light brown too. Yeah, I just, you know, a dark blue, like a Han Solo blue is, is what I see you in. Ooh, Han Solo blue. That should be a name of the actual color. <laughs> yeah, that would do a lot of sales, wouldn't it? Like, it I, would. gotta buy, I gotta buy Han Solo blue. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're doing your Kickstarter. You're looking your finest in your finest yeah. jacket. And in the background of my video, uh, I noticed there was a little space that people could see. So I was like, well, let me try and pepper that up a little bit. So I got like my Thing action figures from the movie The Thing. Uh, I got uh, my Leon Kennedy 16 scale hot toy. I was like, I want it to look like, you know, I am the zombie fan that I'm claiming to be, which I am, obviously. Oh, yeah. God, that's, that was just back spasm. Sorry. Is that going to happen during yes, the whole podcast? Probably. I'm going to be like, what did you You're think have of to this? Put a scene? warning at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to do the warning? Yeah, you do the warning Ready? now. Warning: This podcast is full of random back spasm noises from co-host Will Robson. You may hear him periodically go, "Ooh, that's not him getting off randomly. That's his back really hurting." You have been warned. Enjoy. <laughs> yes, enjoy. Oh, dear. oh God. Oh, oh it's what's what does that remind me of? That reminds me of like a um. Oh, um, it's when someone gets stabbed. It's like, ah! feels like it. <laughs> when Saruman gets stabbed by Wormtongue in the extended edition. Well, he said that that's the sound that people actually make when they're stabbed because he's heard it when he fought in fucking World War II. Bonkers, isn't he's it? such a badass. I know, or was. Rest in peace, oh. uh, Anyway, 
So I was doing all the stuff and I was like, oh, I, I can't really see it back there. So I want to put a light on it. But I had all my lights in my room pointing at my face for the video, except for this salt lamp that I have, which is just this big hunk of... Which uh, is in salt. the shot now, as I'm talking Yes, because I can't move it anymore. <laughs> um, so I went to pick... Uh, so if people don't know, I've, I've had back problems for the past, I guess, five years from a basketball injury when I went to do a layup and suddenly I just completely pulled my lower back and it, it, I was, I, could, I couldn't move, breathe. I just had to stand still. And, you know, I think I slipped a disc. And since then I just had periodic bad back stuff. But actually over the past year, it's been pretty good. And I've been doing like exercises and yoga to, to get it stronger and stuff like that. So I hadn't had an incident for quite a while. And so I went to bend down to pick up the salt lamp that was off of a TV stand, which is lower than my knee. And I bent down and it was much heavier than I anticipated. And the thing that messes me up is it's not the bending down to get something, it's the return. Mm. So returning with a much heavier item, my back just went, ah. And did you lift from the legs? Uh, I I tried to remember, but my body naturally just wants to lift from its back. So I felt the my lower back muscle ball up into the center of my back and i couldn't breathe i couldn't talk i i just stood there going (laughs) and in my head i was trying to scream help to my wife oh that's terrifying because i wanted to put the lamp down because it was so heavy but i couldn't move so I just fully committed to eventually walking over to the corner because I was like, I must get the lamp in the shot for my Kickstarter. <laughs> I've gone this far. I'm such a perfectionist. Like, everything has to be perfect. And I turn the fucking lamp on. It's made no fucking difference to the video at all. You'll see it. when If people see my Kickstarter video, you'll see the salt lamp. You'll also see me sitting extremely still through my whole Kickstarter campaign video. Because <laughs> I am hopped up on painkillers and in so much pain. I can't believe you still went through with it i would have given well, it because of my schedule the, yesterday was the only day i had to do it for the I next used, i haven't weeks. seen this i haven't seen this video yet i know you tried to send it last night it was too big and then you're like oh just wait to see it i cannot oh, I wait if to i can see share it. it with you on on here off pod yeah you probably can yeah, off yeah. Pod. i can't wait to see it because knowing all of that now i just want to see if you're actually like hello everyone i am Will Robson. I'm like this. I'm standing like this. Like, hey, everybody, it's Will Robson. And I'm making sure that I, my body doesn't move at all. So does it look like you have to, like, do a shit the entire time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope that makes people want to buy your book. So now I'm just in constant agony. Um, I can't move much. And when I move, I scream in pain. Being in bed last night, having wheeze in the middle of the night was torture. Having my shower this morning, thank God I just purchased a loofah on a stick because I couldn't reach fucking shit today. <laughs> I had to clean my ass with a stick and a loofah. Like a fucking like 80-year-old man. Like a caveman. I got that loofah to like scratch my back, but I was like, I need to clean my ass with this today because I'm not reaching there at all. <laughs> Something your wife's like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I do I a lot of things. Like, I was like, don't use that loofah anymore, baby. <laughs> That's uh, the ass loofah. <laughs> oh, I love it. You have a loofah meant just for your butthole now. I oh, do. That's brilliant. And do you know what? I used it and I was like, wow, this is actually really convenient. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm in lots of pain. And it's going to take a while to heal. Like, yeah. it is. I can just tell. And it's just that it's so weird, like going to stand up and your body goes, this is as far as you can go. 
and I'm still like half bent down. And I have to wait a good like 10 or 15 minutes until I can stretch it out enough. And, and the weird thing is, is like once I go past that first bend, it's so much pain that I just stop breathing or making any noise. And that is the weirdest thing to me. Mm. Yeah. And again, I'm going to make, maybe I won't make involuntary noises. We'll see, but I probably will. They're completely involuntary. I'm not doing any of that on purpose. No, I know you're not. And my wife laughs at me every time I do it, which is... Do you remember when you fucked up your back? You did something similar, and we went and played golf, and you persevered, and you played one of the best games you've ever played? That was no... That's because I went to the driving range, and there was a guy next to me that was, like, fucking hitting 300-yard shots, and I was really jealous, and he was, like, belting it, like, whacking it. So I started whacking my balls, and I pulled my rib muscles... And oh, that that was an injury for like three months. That was that was actually one of the most painful injuries I've had. That that was to the point where I, like I had involuntary tears from that because it was so painful. Well, I remember you you hit, I remember you hitting a golf ball, yeah. and every time you did, it went Aah! yeah. But then like, it was I played, like oh! I played the lowest round of my life ever. I was I was like, is this the the hack? Like fuck up your ribs and suddenly you're a good golfer. I remember one shot where I was like, I'm not going to make it to the green. And I just whacked it. And I, I was like right next to the pin. I was like, this is how I play now. <laughs> Every night I'm going to beat my ribs up <laughs> before playing a, a nine hole. For the good of the golf. 